This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. Ringgit and Sense on BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense, the show all about personal finance. And I'm Sim Wee Boon. Selamat Hari Merdeka. It's been 65 years since Malaya's independence from the British. And in line with the independence team, we'll be talking about a topic that is very popular in the personal finance community and that is FIRE, Financial Independence Retire Early is the movement where you should basically work very hard in hopes of retiring early. Of course, today we're not really looking to talk about what actually the movement is about, how to get or what are the right strategies. We'll, we'll touch on that. But mainly what we want to discuss today is whether is it still achievable in this day and age in the current macroeconomic conditions. And joining me to discuss this and share his views is the founder of MrStingy.com, um, Aaron Tang. Good morning and welcome to the show, Aaron. Good morning, Sim. Thanks for having me and happy Merdeka. Okay, maybe for the uninitiated, let's start with a bit of a 101. What exactly is FIRE and where did it originate from? How effective has it been for you? As you mentioned, Sim, FIRE stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. It's a concept that's been around for like a couple of decades now. I think it was mentioned in a couple of books, but I think it really gained popularity in the 2010s. Uh, That's around like 10, uh, 10 years ago now. And for me, I first heard about it when I read a Mr. Money Mustache's blog. And it was a really, really nice sounding article. The shockingly simple math behind early retirement. So uh, I've, I've read and explored FIRE for a long time. Uh, I just disclaimer, I, I have not achieved FIRE, but, you know, uh, plenty, plenty to share and a lot of thoughts around it, definitely. You're a disciple of fire. You're on your journey, right? You're on your journey. So which is why we want to talk to you about it, right? So again, you know, let's lay out the basis, right? Is there a specific formula to come with fire? I'm sure there are, there are several types, right? But maybe what's the general kind of like strategy or belief system that adherents of this movement have? Yeah, so at the basic of FIRE is uh, this formula where which you calculate your yearly expenses. And uh, the theory goes that you can reach FIRE or financial independence when you have 25 times your yearly expenses saved. So for example, if you spend 60,000 ringgit a year or 5,000 ringgit a month, then you need 25 times 60,000, which is 1.5 million ringgit to retire. Okay, and then you will live off your retirement portfolio. So the core principles with FIRE would be, I guess, to save, cut expense, anything else? Yeah, definitely you have to uh, you know, be very careful about your expenses and you definitely have that investment portion as well because if you're keeping all your money, your, your retirement savings in the bank, you're likely not going to make enough returns to, to cover for your expenses for many, many years because you're talking about retire, retiring early. So, you know, you don't have only like 20 years to go before uh, it's time to move on. But you have like 30, 40, 50 years, you know, depending on how early you are retired. So definitely investing is one part about it. Uh, but of course, there's also many, many different types of fire. So the, the, the fire that many, many people hear about is what is known as lean fire meaning that you're super careful about your expenses, you know, keep them very low. And that's how you're able to retire early when you have enough saved and invested. However, 
this lean fire concept is not for everyone because not everyone like wants a, a really, really simple uh, low-cost living. There are other variations to it. For example, fat fire, which is you are living the really, really, really good life, but then you still have enough for early retirement. So what are the mindsets that one has to consider right when trying to adopt the fire movement right be it a lean one or a fat one i mean you know the general core principles that you need to have for this to work yeah so ultimately it boils down to two things the first is expenses so you have to keep a you have to have a very good handle of your expenses your monthly expenses your yearly expenses because then you will be able to gauge okay how much savings and investments do i need so i think the expenses part most people uh, you know listening to the show you would be pretty uh, familiar with that you know tracking your expenses and so on the bigger factor when it comes to fire i think is income right how much money can you earn now uh, to be very very uh, realistic uh, if you read most of the fire blogs, you read most of the fire material, they come from overseas countries. They come from high income countries where people make a lot more money than, say, the average income we have here in Malaysia. So the biggest thing for me when it comes to fire is whether will you be able to generate enough income or make enough money to actually make fire work for you? Right. Okay. So with that said, right, you know, you've laid down the line, right? You know, when it comes to the income is also a main factor, right? And all of this leads to the second part of FIRE, right? Which is, you know, retiring early, right? But, you know, to retire early, you you, you need to have that consistent return You during your wealth accumulation phase when you're working with your income and everything. And the ability to keep expects, uh, expenses at a certain rate, right? But, you know, um, is, is this really achievable at all today? Yeah, I think the the you know in terms of uh, getting returns, investing, the the math actually works, right? The math works. Like you know, if you keep your income high level, if you keep your expenses are reasonable, uh, ultimately the math doesn't lie, right? You will be able to save and invest. And assuming that you you go into reasonable investments, let's say you invest in. Uh, low-cost ETFs and so on, you will be able to gain a, a good return. So the maths itself is sound. Now, I think where fire gets challenging, especially in our country, especially in Malaysia, is because our incomes aren't generally very high. You know, we're typically not earning uh, the, the fire incomes that, you know, some of these uh, very famous bloggers, some of these people work in the tech industry. Just to give context, uh, some of these guys earn like maybe... 80,000 or 100,000 US dollars a year, right? Whereas here in Malaysia, I think the median income is, you know, somewhere in the, the low three to 5,000 ringgit range, I believe. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be challenging for a lot of people to get to the high levels of income to make fire a reality. Yeah, of course. And I mean, given with the past two years, right, I think one of the most uh, alarming things to come out is, you know, I think a lot of people might have compromised their retirement by removing money from their EPF saving. And of course, we're not saying that that's super wrong because you might have uh, challenging circumstances that, uh, you know, you have to deal with, right? But, you know, given all this has happened, right, we have a real retirement issue in Malaysia. So dude, where do you where do you meet that with, you know, trying to achieve fire for the average person? Yeah, I think ultimately for the average person, uh, I wouldn't even go... Uh, 
you know, to start thinking about fire and so on. I think uh, it's all about reaching the fundamentals first, right? So as you mentioned, you know, a lot of people have had to dip into their retirement savings. So I wouldn't even think too far ahead. I think I would think like some achievable targets are first to get back uh, my emergency savings to a, a reasonable level, right? So let, let me get my emergency savings to say one month, three months, six months, and so on. And then after that, I start building back my EPF. Like if I've taken out money from my EPF, you know, how can I build back my EPF, my retirement savings to a good level? And then of course, you know, how can I continue to build my income? How can I continue to say, uh, get better or more skilled at my job so I can go for job promotions. Uh, I can, you know, consider maybe moving to other jobs which may pay higher. Or even let's say I work on my side hustle, my side business, so I can get additional sources of income. I think that's the the achievable target for most people right now. Now back to earlier when we referenced the origins of fire, and you know, and fire is it's not something new. It's been around for years, right? So I would I would wager that you know when the concept of fire was first raised, the economic conditions in the world is very different from what we have now. You know, cost of living has increased, wages unfortunately are stagnant. How do you reconcile this with the existing fire movement? You know, what needs to change, or has fire evolved to meet with the times? Because I don't know if just working hard is really helps anymore. So I think over time, fire has, has changed as well, right? Uh, for example, the formula I threw right at the start of the show, the 25 times your, your what do you call it? 25 times Income. your annual expenses. Right. Yeah, that guideline over time has changed because that guideline was created in a time where, you know, even bonds were returning uh, like, you know, 7 8%, for example. Yeah. Uh, you know, and today, bonds, uh, you know, many bonds around the world are actually returning negative, right? Um, you know, uh, and no doubt the interest rates are creeping up, but, you know, it, we live in a vastly different world. So, you know, some people have proposed that, you know, you don't, you cannot base on 25 times your annual expenses anymore. Some people say that you need uh, 30 times your annual expenses. So, you know, the figure has actually gotten bigger. Uh, some people say that if you want to really be comfortable, you know, uh, I follow another blogger. His name is Financial Samurai. He says that, you know, aim for 20 times your annual salary, right? 20 times your annual salary. So not even focused on just expenses anymore. So you, as you can see, the, the formulas have changed over time. Um, I think this is just a reflection of, you know, uh, the macroeconomic factors that we're in. Uh, again, uh, I, I like to, to propose that, you know, these targets may seem very, very uh, huge. And, you know, uh, I don't want to discourage anyone, you know, because sometimes when we look at the, the target, it's, it's so overwhelming. And which is why I, I, I say that, you know, let, let's go, get down to basics. Let's focus on, on building our savings, uh, increasing our income and so on. All right. We'll be back with more on this after a few messages. Don't go anywhere. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Welcome back. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense. I'm Sim Wee Boon and with me today is my special guest, Aaron Tang, founder of MrStingy.com. And we are talking about FIRE, financial independence, retire early. And we're focusing on maybe the question or the team, whether how achievable it is given um, how the past few years have turned out economically for everyone. So earlier, we were kind of like breaking down a bit on what FIRE is all about, what are the strategies and, you know, kind of like looking from how achievable 
it has been or it is. Uh, and I want to continue on this conversation, right? So right before the break, you I can outline one of the tenants or the new one of the person that uh, one of the inspirations that you refer to has said that you know you, you need to work on like twenty times your annual salary, and it's the the figure can be very huge and overwhelming to some. But you know lay down foundations and work there. I think one way, apart from just saving, has always been investing, right? Which I think is part of what a lot of uh, fire adherents will kind of live by, used to multiply their wealth to get to their goal, right? But, you know, where is the emphasis actually really when it comes to fire? Is it more on saving? Is it more on investing? Because with in- investing, there is inherent risk, right? How do you balance this within fire? Yeah, I think most proponents of fire um, I wouldn't consider them like the at the high risk spectrum. So most of them uh, standard investing uh, standard investing principles apply. So most fire proponents will say, you know, I'm gonna aim for three to six months of uh, monthly spending for my emergency savings, and then I will focus more uh, on low cost index funds. Uh, this is if you live in the US, you know, typically people will be talking about investing in the S and P 500. Uh, but for us here, maybe over here in Malaysia, we'll be focused on low-cost ETFs uh, via robo-advisors and, and so on. So yeah, I think that is typically the the, the advice that you will see in the FIRE community, which is uh, get some uh, re- solid, reliable emergency savings and then the rest in uh, low-cost index funds. And then I, I know some people will focus on real estate properties and so on, but I, I think that's a, a reasonable balance. But, you know, having a reasonable approach, right, means that you need time needs to be on your side, right? And, you know, I yeah. think FIRE is popular with the young, but I guess the earlier you start is better, you know, maybe 20s, 30s is still possible. But what, what is, is that the only ideal mark? I mean, what happens if you're trying to do FIRE at 40, right? Have you missed the boat uh, when you come in at, at a later <laughs> age? Yeah, I think if you're if you're trying to achieve fire at forty, probably you can achieve the the first part of fire, which is financial independence, right? Uh, if you're forty years old and starting out, you know maybe if you retire in in sixty, uh, you retire at sixty, meaning that you uh, save, invest, and so on for twenty years. I, I would consider that a traditional retirement kind of age, really, right? So you get get to the first part of financial independence, which I think in itself, that's actually a a very worthy goal. Uh, Financial independence, uh, it basically means that you work or or you you work on things that uh, interest you or you work on things that are meaningful to you and so on. So I think it's still a worthy goal to get there, you know, whether you are 60, 65, 70 or so on, uh, you know, with lifespans expanding nowadays, uh, you know, if you can work on something that's very meaningful to you for 10, 20 years, I think that's a that's a good proposition. You know, with FIRE, we, we, I spoke a bit about investing, right? But also, you know, with FIRE, it comes to the one that everyone can really start doing is working hard and making a lot of money, saving a bit more. But working hard, I think, remains a, you, you just can't avoid it. You need to work hard, make as much money as you can, right? But how do you know when to stop, right? Because I think as you work and you climb the ladder, you know, you start going into a high paying income job. That's the ideal scenario, right? But for many, after a while, walking away from a high income job is hard, right? Especially in the current circumstances, right? How do you then relook at this fire fire journey that you're going on, right? I think there's a couple of principles here, uh, Sim. So when when fire first came out, uh, or rather if you if you follow the fire movement, uh, you'll see that the, the general trend or, or usually what I... Uh, the general theme that I, I, I perceive is that um, fire is 
it gives you optionality, right? It doesn't mean that, oh, just because I've reached that certain target number, it doesn't mean that I have to quit my job. So that's the first thing, right? It gives you the optionality, right? You Whether you want to move to something else, you want to do your own side hustle or work on a passion project, that's completely up to you. But if you love your job, if you still like your job and it's paying you high, high income, there's nothing to say that, yes, you know, I should leave. Uh, I'll just share a personal example. Actually, this whole concept of fire, it, it really, really spoke to me at a point in time where I was unhappy in my job, right? So I wasn't feeling it at work. And then I, I looked at fire and I'm like, hey, you know, this is great. I'm going to escape. I'm going to do this, right? Um, but, you know, um, several career changes later, you know, I, I today I work in a job which uh, I really quite like, right? I like my colleagues. I believe in what, uh, what I'm doing at work. You know, I wouldn't mind working at this job for a very, very long time, right? So, you know, I think, again, I'm not saying that, you know, you should go for fire, you should not go for fire and so on, but fire does not necessarily mean you have to quit your job, right? It just gives you the option. And if you end up in this privileged position where you actually like your work, then maybe fire is not for you. You don't actually need to get to fire. When we talk about fire, it's hard to walk away from the danger, which is like, you know, maybe feeling burnt out, working too hard. You know, I think in this day and age, right, a rising awareness of kind of like mental health, having balance is uh, gaining ground, right? You know, what What are your thoughts on kind of like the dangers of fire? You know, where, where does the line become blurred and maybe this is not right? I think an obsession with anything uh, can be taken too far, right? So when we talk about fire, we have a lot of formulas, right? We talk about uh, we talk about oh, how much you're spending every year. You talk about your annual expenses. We talk about your income. We talk about investing. Now, these are all really, really good concepts, right? But like any good concept, it can be taken too far. Like if you get obsessed about the numbers, uh, money can become a very spreadsheet-based thing, right? You know, I'm just looking to increase the number on my spreadsheet, regardless of the consequences, right? And ultimately in, in our lives, you know, our lives don't go in like a linear fashion. You know, it may come to a point of time where you actually need to uh, withdraw your certain uh, certain amounts of retirement savings for, for example, a medical emergency in the family or so on, right? So I think you can take fire to an unhealthy obsession kind of level. And then, you you know, you start neglecting everything else. And I really hope that, you know, uh, to everyone listening to this, you know, it doesn't happen to that. Uh, it doesn't happen to that level, right? I think there's a certain healthy balance that we can find in our lives and, you know, uh, ultimately, money is just a tool to get what we want out of life. You know, just expanding on that, right? Do you think also too much of this fire adherence or too much discussion on fire or trying this, this, you know, work hard, save hard, spend less mentality? Is there a danger of creating a more judgmental society or maybe not society, but community, right? That will scrutinize maybe people that are not aware or don't follow that, you know, for their spending habits, for their purchases, right? Whereas it ignores the real issue, which is maybe policy failures, macroeconomic conditions. Yeah, definitely. I think fire is, uh, in, in many ways, fire, if you take it too far, it can become very individualistic, right? Uh, or, you know, you you worry about yourself and then you find people who think exactly like yourself and then you form like very, very small uh, groups where, you know, uh, everyone believes in the same thing. Everyone's only focused on the one thing, which could be fire in this example. Um, and you bring a very good point, right? Because like like I mentioned earlier, if 
if you know generally incomes in this country are not at at good levels or not at you know high income levels generally speaking in our society in malaysia is already going to be very hard to to reach fire right so you know um i again i hope that everyone listening to to this uh, podcast today is that what is good for you even if you're in a privileged position to be able to achieve fire uh, doesn't mean that you should you know just selfishly focus on yourself right you know there are you know people around you that you might be able to help and so on so yeah definitely the risk of you know becoming very isolated very individualistic is there with fire um but as in all things you know i hope a, a good balance can be found so finally how do you make fire a reality in this day and age and what do you need to do to adjust how do one start or keep keep faith with in this uh in this strategy yeah ultimately i think the the really really good parts of fire come from the financial independence part of fire uh so i'm i'm Today, very honestly, I'm not overly concerned about retiring early anymore, right? Uh, I think financial independence, the you know, being merdeka is is a good goal, right? Being in a position where you uh you have enough saved, you have enough investments and so on, so you can work on things that are meaningful to you. Um, the biggest thing again, I will say that if if you want to aim for fire, or you know, the biggest thing that I focus on. Uh, you can keep your expenses somewhat reasonable. I don't think you need to like kill yourself, like you know, eat ramen every day or something like that. Uh, but it's focusing on income, right? Uh, very practical steps are basically, you know, how do I increase my income so I can save and invest more? So whether that it's uh, setting up your own business or you know, finding side gigs, finding side gigs that pay you perhaps in US dollars, for example, because USD is is so is so strong right now. And then, uh, or finally, making sure that you're you're doing really well at your work, gaining expertise, and so on, so you can go for promotions and uh, increase your income. So I think that's the the big thing that uh, people should focus on and not and not lose sight of. All right, thank you very much for doing the show. That's all the time we have for Ringgit and Sense. I've been speaking to Aaron Tan, founder of MrStingy.com. Uh, join us again next week for more discussions on personal finance. I'm Sim Weibun from the Morning Run. We have the 10 a.m. news bulletin coming up next, followed by Enterprise BFM 89.9. Ringgit and Sense on BFM 89.9, the business station. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.